Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases, where Owning pays all your closing costs and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that Owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice escrow and title services. Call 833-858-8006 for terms and conditions. That's 8332-OWNING or owning.com. 8332-OWNING or owning.com. I'm John Meacham. Welcome to Fate of Fact, Season 1. This series is about how and why fact became a casualty of war in the United States. Please listen and follow Fate of Fact, a presentation of Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. Available now for free on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins. Evan, I I don't even know where to start because you, you had the game last night, Michigan State knocking off number five, Illinois, but then you had the game Saturday, Michigan knocking off number four, Ohio State. 92 to 87 and maybe the most entertaining basketball game I've seen go back and forth in the regular season since I can't tell you when the Michigan Ohio State game delivered Uh, not having a dog in this fight watching it neither team had a lead bigger than five every punch was counterpunched every move was a counter move to it Michigan showed me a lot of grit. Juwan Howard showed me something going into the Schottenstein Center and beating the Buckeyes in Columbus, which something the football team doesn't do. They did it. They won big games. They're winning. In his second year, he has turned this thing around. Now, the only problem I have, he's setting that bar really high. (laughs) There can't be any letdown. He has to keep them playing at this type of level for a long time. I think he will. He has three guys coming in on the McDonald's All-American team, which is unfortunate they're not going to actually play the game. So Michigan fans won't get a chance to see them being showcased. Now, you normally ask me questions at the end. I'm going to ask you one at the beginning. All right. Can you tell me who and when was the last time Michigan had a McDonald's All-American play in that game? Isn't it uh, Is it Daniel Harden? Yeah. 2002. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they used to – there was one team that had, like, tractor-trailer, and there was three or four guys on that team then, and was that 97? It was, it's was. it been so long ago that it's theoretically possible that one of these three kids could be Daniel Horton's kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's how long ago it was. 17 years, yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> if Horton had a kid while he was at Michigan, this could be one of his sons in there. That's how long it's been – they got three guys going in there. MSU has one, uh, Max Christie, kid out of Chicago, shooting guard, coming in, five-star kid. 
he's in the game. But as I stated before, the game and I think the Jordan Brand Classic game, none of those games are going to be played this year due to COVID. So for two years in a row, you won't get to see any of the McDonald's games. But Michigan, huge win. I don't know which was bigger or Michigan State's last night because, as I was saying before we started taping this, Michigan State is in March mode. They're technically in their own tournament. If they lose, they go home. They can't lose a game. They have to win. They have to win out. Now, they beat Indiana, and they came back. And the way they beat Indiana, if we're going to look back at this season, I think there's a moment where I'm going to say, if they turn this around, this was the moment. And it was Josh Lankford. It was after. It was like during a timeout. And he walks past the Indiana bench and he bumps the Indiana guy and like hits him. And he, Langford goes out of his way to hit this guy. Oh, he threw a shoulder into him. And it's like, wait, did Langford just do that? Now, just a little background. Josh Langford is probably such a good guy. Like he's auditioning to be the 13th disciple of Christ. Like this guy is not that type, but it was a different Langford. Like, he, wait. I, you had to back it up like, well, did the guy say anything? No, he didn't. Lankford was just pissed and said, I'm done with this. And the next thing you know, he walks past Race Thompson of Indiana, hits him, throws his shoulder in him, and Michigan State caught fire. And Lankford hasn't settled down. You got to hope that maybe this is like that Darrell Summers run in the tournament where Summers just – that. The, that hit the switch and started averaging like 27, 28 points a game. Lankford last night looked like the Josh Lankford of old. He looked like the Josh Lankford that state fans saw in, in glimpses before his foot would be injured for two years in a row. 16 rebounds. I mean, with all the big men out the game, Lankford took over the board. He was a man possessed. He was a guy that you thought could get to that point. But this is the first time we have seen it, or I have seen it, in, in that I can put in recent memory. I know he's a great shooter, but his defense has been very good. That block that he had in the second half was hey. unbelievable. His rebounding, when I saw in the first half he had nine rebounds, I was like, wow, that is impressive. Nice. And what I also saw out of Michigan State was grit. Okay, yeah. What Maddie did at the end of the game, I had no problem with because I didn't feel like he was trying to hurt the No. And he, you know, he came down on him. Whatever he got tossed, but you know what? That's grit. Right. And they didn't play timid. Right. And that's what I felt they were doing all year was timid. Yeah. Worried about a mistake. School and mistake. I, it's going to happen. And I'm not trying to make. I think a lot of that is the lack of playing organized ball for Maddie. That this is kind of how he did, and when he goes up too hard. Oh sure. Like, okay. Because he was probably like, hey, if somebody comes through the hole, you stop them any way you can. Okay, coach. And he did. Yeah, as long as you're not deliberately trying to hurt a person, which I don't think he did because um, I he, he lost the ball as right. he was going up. Yeah, and so he, at that point, it's kind of hard to control your body in air. He caught him in the air. He swatted down with both hands. But I, I think the biggest thing that you're seeing, um, Izzo not being out coach. I think Izzo's just going back to coaching. There was there was there was something that was really big last night. I don't think a lot of people noticed, but that bench got shortened. You had three guys playing over 31 minutes. You had Gay Brown playing 33 minutes. Aaron Henry played the entire game. He played 39 minutes. Well, it's time. Langford played 37 minutes. Rocket Watts, 
31 minutes. And I can go back to calling him Rocket. He's no longer Mark. Okay, good. I, 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 I think... After watching him play, Evan, you will be okay with me calling him Rocket Watts now. Well, because he's playing with confidence. And I know his runner is one of his favorite shots, but at the same time, he's not relying on that. He's hitting his jumpers again, which is great, especially coming off screens. And he's controlling the basketball. Well, he had to be the point guard, and I think he's found that balance between being the point guard and also finding your offense. The thing that I liked about Rocket, Rocket played defense last night that was the rocket from last year all the guards able right but rocket was his defense was horrible it's abysmal oh yeah whoever he guarded was to go right to the rim was like the player of the week in their conference Mm -hmm. it's like was it oakland whether it was you or d it was like rocket you gonna guard anybody are you just trying to get your shot i watched him in the second half he took iodesumu on iodesumu they held him under 18 points and this is the guy who's been i think should I know I'm in the minority. I think that Io DeSumo is the Big Ten Player of the Year. Luca Garza will probably win it. But if we were on a playground and I had first pick, I'm taking Io. I'm not taking Luca or Ayo. Not at all, because he can create on his own and he can shoot. And they got into his head. And they made him think, which great players usually don't think. And you could see that at the free throw line down the stretch. Oh, my goodness. When he missed those two uh, flagrant foul free throws... I was like, that's it. They're done. Yeah. They are mentally done. Yeah. And they had a, you're right. They had a chance to cut the lead to, to eight, five. Or was it five? Yes. It was a 10. They, Michigan State was up 10. Yes. And it was a flagrant. And then they got the ball they back. They got the ball back. So you hit those two and you hit a three. It's a five point game like that. And now Michigan State's going to be gripping, thinking, here we go again. He missed it. He missed it. And then when he went back to the free throw line, he got fouled again. And the one went in and rolled out. You yep. see, he just like he stomped goes, off the line. Come on. He was mentally done. Illinois left, what, I think 13 points at the free throw line. So they're going to look back at this game and say, guys, if we simply hit our free throws, we win. Michigan State wasn't that great either. like seven of them was Coburn missing them too, and who's not a great free throw shooter. Not, but I've seen, I mean, he's one of those that he's streaky. When he's on, he'll he'll go eight for eight. Yep. But, yeah, he, he was bad. But, yeah, looking at their free throws, they were 19 for 34, they shot 55%. That's crazy. And, you know, that's not even counting how many of those were the ends of front ends of one-on-ones that they missed mm-hmm. that could have been extra points. How do you feel about – I want to make sure I phrase this the right way. I think Joey Hauser playing limited minutes like that coming off the bench and not being a guy is benefiting this team. Okay, it goes back to what I said before. With the shortening of the bench. Izzo shortening the bench. Everybody ain't going to be happy. And here's the thing. If you guys want to leave afterwards – fine. I can't just play everybody 20 minutes. This isn't happy action fun time. Hey, let's just go out there and have fun. This is, I need my dogs on the court. Gabe Brown, you're playing. It looks like you got your win back. You're playing. He gave you five points, but it's the energy. It's like when he gets the points. It's when Gabe hits the three. It's when Gabe dunks the ball. And good defense goes a long way, and he's a long kid, too. And he can move side to side. But what I liked out of Hauser, he played 14 minutes and had 13 points, and he was perfect from the field. That's not going to happen every game. I get it. But it feels like when he makes a mistake, boy, do they start gathering. And that's just it. You took the, He doesn't feel the pressure of being the starter. Joey can come off the bench. He can contribute. Play your game. And if you if you screw this up, you got four of the guys out here getting this job done. I think that that helps out with Hauser. Um, Bingham, 
He is what he is. He's going to give you minutes. He's Bingham and Marble just couldn't stay in the game. I mean, they they had opportunities. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's funny. Marble comes in, and you know he's got four fouls. Immediately, the free throw line chases after a ball, and the whistle blows. I'm like, did you just pick up your fifth foul? Yep. And the clock technically didn't run. Like, wow, you picked it up, and then it's like, okay, uh, who's it? Kithier comes in. Oh. And then, boom. Offensive foul. You're not even getting fouls going up against Coburn. Seriously. The Kithier one had me laughing, though, because anytime somebody commits a foul and then they hurt themselves because his ankle just kind of right. rolled over, and I was laughing and I shouldn't have. But you know what? All around great team game. They shot the ball well. They played well down low, even though they were obviously mismatched. But I do got to talk about Michigan basketball. What I saw out of them and I know it was a great game, and I know I have disdain for them, but as a basketball fan in general, the offense that they can run right now, if they can keep Hunter Dickinson out on the floor, they're going to be very tough to beat because they have a lot of shooters. Right. If you double Hunter, he's most likely going to be bigger than your big guy, and he can see over top and hit that kick pass. Right. That's and that's, it. It's so hard. And even if you can get out on him, well, that means the guy to his wing, he can kick it out to him, and he's open for a three. Yeah. And that's that's scary in college basketball because you have one piece 95% of college teams don't have, a seven-foot center that can play and that has the mental wherewithal to be able to make that skip pass and to know where his guys well, are. It remi- That's why I think that the game they're going to play against Iowa, it's strength on strength. Oh, yeah. You, you got a team with a dominant big man, and four guys who can shoot and hit threes. And then you have a team with a dominant big man and four guys who can shoot and hit threes. That's going to be a fun game to watch. It is. Take and- the over because they're going to score. If you thought this game was a lot of points, <clears throat> somebody may hit 100 points in the Michigan-Iowa game. If, because they also, both of them don't use the full shot clock. No. You're going to see Michigan shoot the ball most likely with 10 to 15 seconds left on that shot clock. Yeah. Because that's just how their offense is. But it is going to be interesting, too, because if I'm a coach, which I'm not, I only watch from afar, right? Right. The first three or four possessions, I go at that big to see if I can get a foul or two. And that's going to be curious to see, can Garza get Dickinson to have fouls or vice versa? And that changes the game for both teams. It does. No disrespect to Brandon Johns or um, 51, Austin Davis. They're not Hunter Dickinson. No. They when, can't change a game. And when they're in the game, you, that's when, if you're the opposing team, you have to take advantage of that. Correct. Because they're not. Now, Davis has had his moments, but you're right. When Hunter Dick, it's like when, when, when Coburn goes out of the game. It's a different team. You just, it, you play Chile, completely it's, different. It's not the same as Coburn no. with Illinois. But Michigan is so, it, it's just, they play such a great brand of team basketball where I would say between Brown, Smith, Dickinson, and Livers, each one of those could have 20 any given night. Livers is the guy. He's kind of like Aaron Henry. If if Livers ever goes cold, you're in trouble because yeah. you need that outside shooting of his. But you're right. Michigan right now looks like a complete team. Now, I've said it before, and people get upset at me. Baylor just came off of their COVID thing. They had a COVID scare game last night against Iowa State. They ended up winning by three. They did pull it out. Okay. They pulled it out. Good. They pulled it out. They won by three. I think they'll be okay. They'll 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 round into shape. Um, I, I you know, and Michigan did the same. I mean, they were down to Wisconsin. I mean, Iowa State was a lot 
worse team than Wisconsin. But Gonzaga, to me, is still the gold standard this year. And Yeah, and they have been all year. And, they and people just, say, well, they haven't played anybody. Guys, look at the beginning. of They started the year off playing tough teams. Why? Because they know our conference is weak. So, yeah, few always does it. I got we we got Kansas. We got we played Kansas. We played West Virginia. We played Iowa. They went out there and they played some teams, and they not only played them, they beat them. They beat them soundly. Like it was like you clearly knew at the end of the game there there was no Kenny Goins hitting a three, you know, because somebody forgot about him type of thing. Wasn't any of that. It was yeah. We just won this game by twelve points in your house. So hey, good luck to you, but we're better than you. But you look at this Michigan team. Uh, due to Illinois losing, they pretty much clinched the Big Ten. They they would have to have a serious collapse to not even get a tie. Right. So Illinois, Michigan State winning actually helped them last night. They 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 have a I think at least a three game lead now over Illinois. Now Illinois gets a chance to kind of cut into that because they play Michigan coming up. But you know, for Michigan, you you just got a whole course now, and now it, and it also brings to the point, man. <clears throat> If I'm them, if I'm Juwan, it's a catch-22 because when you're playing good basketball, you, you want to keep playing good basketball. Right yeah. now, Michigan State has six games in 13 days. Izzo would normally complain, but they're playing so good right now, he probably wants to play again tonight. Give me another game. Yep, we're ready. Same with Michigan. Michigan's playing so good. But I, I question the question I have, Evan, is, and, and guys, please take this the right way if you're listening to this, but if you're Juwan, and you clinch the Big Ten, do you do a little NBA load management? Do you pull a little Kawhi or Paul George and just, I'm going to sit my guys. I'm going to start arresting my guys a little bit. Because we had to play this gauntlet, we've already locked this up. Big Ten tournament, honestly, I'm going to play Brandon Johns. I'm going to play my second team. You're starting for the Big Ten tournament. You're, and I, you could justify it by saying, I'm giving you guys – Good playing time and good minutes because, you know, you've seen Izzo do this in the Big Ten tournament. It was a game, and it was actually one of Foster Lawyer's best games. Oh, against Ohio State? Against Ohio State. It was like, Foster, it was the first game. You're playing. We don't really need this win, but I'm going to play you to see what you can do in case I need you later on in the tournament. That's what I want. If if I'm Juwan, I'm thinking the same thing. Like, okay, Livers and, and Dickinson and, and Mike's – you guys are going to rest. I don't need you out there. I'm going to play everybody else and sit you. Maybe give you 10 minutes a game, but I don't need you on the court. Not right now. Yeah, I wonder if this is something that you actually take to the players and you get their input on it. Right. Um, and the reason I say it is because players know their body and their game even better See, than a coach. I don't think you can take it to the players because every player is going to tell you, no, coach, I want to play. And you want your player to say that. Sure. But if the coach comes in and says, I'm going to arrest you, he's kind of taking it out of your hands so that people can't say, well, Evan, you're a quitter. You know, we're playing. No, coach, I, I want to play, but coach didn't even ask me. Coach just said, Evan, I'm not playing you. I'm only going to play you 10 minutes a game. Well, yes, and not playing and playing limited minutes is a different story. So I took it in the wrong context. I, I would say you go to the players and say, listen, we want to keep you guys fresh. And you know what, Isaiah, you guys, you're going to play five minutes in the first half. We're going to be up. You know what, right. so be it. Let the other guys do it. And I think that's something that would be very valuable. But at the same time, I, I, I'm always on the fence of this because anytime 
the team that I root for, Michigan State, is good in the Big Ten tournament, I always say I want them to lose because I want them to be humbled before they get to the tournament. Right. But having said that, if you're on a roll, you don't want to take away any confidence that they have right, or build in said, a loss. It's, it's a catch-22 because if you do this, this could destroy the continuity that you have. Sure. But it's something because, I mean, they had the break, but still it's somewhat of a gauntlet. You got bigger pictures, bigger you know, aspirations. You know what? I'm going to take a word out of Jim Schwartz's vocabulary and just say don't play scared. Don't. Okay. You know what? And, and that – only reason I say it is this isn't a normal season. You're not playing your 30 games in the regular season and then playing five more and then another five on top of it, right? Correct. Correct. So I think this is a year that you can do it and have zero problems with it, especially because they missed three weeks. But if somebody gets hurt already, if one so happens or gets sick or something like that, then I'm like, we're going to hold off. uh, Talking about being sick, I think you're seeing like Langford. I think maybe he's finally gotten his win back. Remember he had COVID? Yep. You're saying Gay Brown, he's finally back to where he is. Matt, Michigan hasn't been hit by this yet. Like, they, they had to shut down. But yeah, but no, that was only because of what was on the campus. But nobody on the team has really had it significantly. Like, man, they're, they are living a charmed life, too. So, I guess that's where you're like, man, we're playing the law of averages. Like, hopefully, I hope they can stay COVID-free because I think this is a team. And I've said it on the radio, and I'm going to say it here. They've reached a status now where it's Final Four bust. If you don't make the Final Four, the season is a disappointment. That's not a knock. That's actually something positive. That's saying you're one of the best four teams in the nation. Go out there, not just prove it. Go out there and just be one of the best four teams in the nation. I think this tournament is going to be the most interesting that we have seen, not only because last year's wasn't played. There wasn't a lot of, you know, um, inner conference games. So we didn't really get to see. Right. It's kind of like football. Yeah. And so I want to see. apples to apples anymore. It's hard to compare Big 12 basketball to Big 10 basketball. The, They're two different brands, in my opinion. And it's funny because the closest you can get to where you stand against Gonzaga is how Michigan does against Iowa. Because Gonzaga beat Iowa, I think, by 11 points mm-hmm. early in the year. Now, it was early. Teams change. But that's about the closest you can get to apples to apples because you're right. There was no big crossover games early on. And I think both Michigan State and Michigan didn't play the ACC Challenge, right? I'm pretty sure. I'll look that up right now. But I know Michigan. No, Michigan State was supposed to. Yeah, no, neither one. Michigan was supposed to play North Carolina State, I believe. Yeah. And Michigan State flew to Virginia. That's right. And then the game was canceled. And the game got canceled. Because I was thinking Notre Dame there for a minute. But that's exactly. They both didn't play it. So you're out of conference games where. No disrespect to U of D, but U of D and Oakland. You can't compare on that. You can't. That's not. Listen, beating those teams is good and playing those teams is good for for the coaches and the schools, but you're not getting better playing those games. Having said that, Michigan did get better by playing Oakland because they had a very. Was that Oakland or was that U of D that they had the scare and had to go to overtime? It was uh, overtime, Oakland. Yes. So maybe that did help them. Because that's when people were like, oh, this team's not good. Ugh. Right? And after that, they started kicking other teams' asses. Yeah. It, it wasn't close. I mean, they were dominating. And here's the other thing. Speaking of crossover games, if you're a Michigan State fan, you better become the biggest Duke fan out there. Oh, if they keep winning to your strength of schedule. Because now, because right now, your, your, your best wins are Rutgers Indiana and Illinois. If Duke does that, 
that's now a fourth game. And I, I really, I, I hate to put the pre- their entire season rest on, you beat Ohio State. And this is a different conversation. You lose to Ohio State. And, it's over. And, it's pretty, and this was a nice over, conversation, right? and it was fun for a day. You beat Ohio State, and now you have those teams on your resume. Now you got to get to, you know, can now, you know, Michigan's got to take notice. Can you get a split with Michigan? Can you get at least one of those games? And now you have something. because They got to finish out the year with back-to-back games. And it's I think game two is going to be the best, better of the two because that's the adjustment game. That's when you're going to see who's the better coach between Izzo and Howard. Who made the adjustments? Because you're going to play, and then you're going to turn around and play again, I think, a day or two later with no games in between. So you're just looking at that film of that game and how did, how can we counterpunch this and how can we do that? Or is your strength just so good it's like that you're better than us? It's the, old, out. It's the old Nebraska football back in the day. Hey, guess what we're running? Same thing we've been running all game, the wishbone. I'm going to fake it to him. I'm going to give it to him. But you can't stop it, mm-hmm. okay? I'm going to hike it on, too. I'm going to give you the snap count. You still can't stop it. And, and that could be the case. I don't know. I think Michigan will excel at one position in that center against Michigan State. But right. I wonder, okay, let's say in a perfect world, Michigan State wins out to those two Michigan games. Mm-hmm. Do they? Does one win get them into the tournament? If you beat Ohio State, let's just say they they go on a five game winning streak. Yes, they beat Ohio State and they beat Maryland. They beat Michigan in the first game. Then, at this point, you probably to feel good about yourself. You probably need at least one to two wins in the Big Ten tournament. But this is you, you got the name brand, and I think the committee. It's a selection committee. It's not an earned committee. It's a selection committee. No, and they'll look at how and many they're, they're top gonna, five wins you have in the last. They're going to look at any possible way that they can get Duke and Michigan State and North Carolina into this tournament. Because in this year, Cinderella's story is nice, but you want to see some name brands. You want to see teams that you've seen before. Well, That is not a knock on Baylor. That is not a knock on Michigan. It is just you need name brands to sell this tournament. Nobody's tuning in. I mean, Michigan-Ohio State was the, the most watched college basketball game this year. Nobody's tuning in to watch Drake take on um, Xavier or something like that. Yeah, or Oklahoma State. Yeah. Nobody's tuning in for that game. Well, and, and Unless this, you got money on it. This year is even more so important because there are no fans. You right. know what I'm saying? So your basketball fan is watching. Is watching. So Your casual fan is watching because of the brackets. And then your fan that doesn't care at all is watching because so-and-so has it on in the TV. That's right. So now all of a sudden, if it's North Carolina taking on Texas, oh, I don't really text. I know North Carolina. No, but I yeah. want to watch that. And it's, your fan that hasn't been watching all year is going to see it and say, that sounds like a good game. Duke taking on, you know, USC. That's Duke. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll watch that. You don't know the Duke. And now the best thing that happened to Duke was Jalen Johnson just quit. Let's just call it what They it turned is. into a different team. Addition by subtraction. Uh, Jim Beheim even came out and said that. He, I normally don't talk about people on other teams, but they're, they're going to be a better team without him. I mean, that's unfortunately one of the, the uglinesses of college, or just kind of college sports is a lot of kids try to use their brand too early, and I'm bitter, bigger than the program, and it's like, dude, it, he got injured. 
and we talked about this. He got injured, and he's like, oh, well, I'm going to get medical help. Like, you're at Duke. You're at one of the best medical facilities in the country. If Duke can't fix you, you can't be fixed. Or if Duke can't find somebody to fix you, you like, can't be fixed. They got specialists there. They got all types all of All of these universities have the elite of the elite when it right, comes to Right, but there are certain schools, though, that, yeah, if you're going to, like I said, if you're going to get hurt, you want to be like Jalen Watts Jackson. You want to get hurt at Michigan. You want to get hurt at Michigan State. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you have that campus. Fabulous. Right. Duke's medical facility is world known. Yeah, you don't. So it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know, you didn't get hurt out in Nebraska. You didn't get hurt, you know, we're not taking you down to Beaumont. Right. You know, it's like this is this is legit stuff here. So, but yeah, you, you, when you look at this for MSU, it all comes down to Ohio State. They're already playing their tournament. You lose and you go home. What a great night for hoops Thursday night. The Michigan yeah. game, Iowa, is at 7. seven. The Michigan State, Ohio State's on immediately after. At 9. God, that's going to be such a great night I'm thinking for college about even basketball. Going up there, even though it's no fans, just to watch it. How is it? It's Have you weird. been to a game this year? It's weird. It's just, is it like because you're watching a scrimmage? It is. It's, it, this is. I can't even say it's AAU because at least in AAU I can sit close to the court. So yeah, you're, are you you're in still the in the mezzanine? Oh, yeah, you're, you're in the you're okay. in the mezzanine suites. Well, they ran. It was kind of cool, the Purdue game because they ran out of uh, the media seats in the mezzanine. So they set me in one of the suites. Oh, and I'm like, and I was like, I told Larson, "Hey, if you ever have an overflow problem, I'll volunteer." I'll, TV I, on, so you can no, watch. No, I, I didn't have a TV on, but I had a couch. Oh, yeah. so. I'm sitting there with a couch with my feet up on the overhang watching this. Like, it was because he laughed because he, he came in there. And I'm like, Matt, this is like I'm looking at the world's greatest HD TV because I was at the baseline. And it's just like the whole thing yeah, is right great. there. And I'm just sitting there like, this is great. But it's weird. No fans. Are they piping in noise? They're piping in noise, but it's still not the same. I've been... To places where the fans blow the roof off. Oh, yeah. That hurts because there are times where the fans can affect the referees. They can affect the other team. They can affect your team. You could get the energy off of them. I've seen the Izone will this team to victories many a times where they were down, but they hit a shot and they got louder and louder and louder. And Izzo came out and credited him. He's like, I got to thank the crowd. The crowd got us into this game. The crowd got us this win. The crowd made it so loud. I mean, could you imagine how frustrated Io would have been with the Izone there, missing all those free throws, and them just hounding him and hounding oh, him? Oh, it would have been him. even worse than what we saw. I mean, I remember when they got to, oh, my God, I can't think of his name. It was a Wisconsin player, and he was really good. And it was the first game ever that he scored under 10 points in his career. He just couldn't hit it. They started chanting his name. Over and over and over again. I've also seen the like the adverse effect too, where they get down early and the crowd gets a little puckered right. and they're not behind it. And I'm like, well, keep going. It's like right. six minutes into the game, and I think that can also take away from a team. Well, it can help the road team to know that you just. That's what I'm saying. Crowd. Yeah. <laughs> what? I can't hear you. What? Is that? Mm-hmm. that was me in the three. But uh, then you look at a game <clears throat> like against Michigan at the end of the year last year when Cassius hit that shot in front of the bench. I mean, it gave me goosebumps because you're like, I know how loud that place is right now, yeah. and it's wild. Yeah. But you've seen it at a lot of arenas, and it's March Madness is what's going to play in that dome. 
is going to it's it's going to throw these kids for a loop, man. Well, it's going to be fans. I think they can get like 25% of fans in there. So you'll have some fans, but it won't be just the that depth is off. And I know it's already off when well, you're in a but stadium. But not all of them cuz some of the games are going to be at Purdue, some going to be at Indiana. Well, I'm saying like the Final Four games. Oh, just well, those. Yeah, but you know what? I don't like Final Fours played in football stadiums anyway because I'm just not a big fan of that. Well, because there's not a good seat in the house unless you're in one of those first few rows and Unless you're hitting that mega millions, I don't think we're getting those tickets anytime yeah, soon. Yeah. So I, I I don't see that happening. But um, it's going to be interesting to see this week. It's going to tell a lot for Michigan. You got you can just solidify first place. Beat Iowa, it's yours. It's yours. You hand Go out ahead. t-shirts, yeah, whatever you want to do. Put caps on, put yep. t-shirts on, you got it. For Michigan State, that night, Ohio State, that's your season. And, yeah, I got to put pressure on you. If you're Izzo, keep the bench short. I mean, you know, Malik Hall got five minutes last night. I'm okay with that. Well, and I'm Malik sure he's Hall's okay. been playing like a guy that gets five minutes a game. Right. You know, you, you earn your minutes now. When you get Joey Hauser earned minutes. And by taking away the minutes, he earned minutes. Sure. By taking responsibility away because Joey Hauser should never touch the ball. Joey Hauser should never try to drive to the basket. No. Ever. If he's standing there wide open, kick it to him. He's most likely going to knock it I've down. I've never seen any. I mean, he's the anomaly. Like Travis Trice used to shoot the knuckleball threes. Just no rotation on the ball, but they would go in. Joey Hauser shoots with 10 thumbs. I don't know how he does it, but he's got 10 thumbs. And even last night when he came in, he had two quick turnovers. And I'm like, right. oh, my goodness. But then he made he made up for it with a couple shots and free throws down the stretch. Yeah. But w- that's what I was saying earlier. Once he makes a mistake, he's his hardest critic, and it's usually going to lead to another one. Yeah. And they're usually he can't let it go. mistakes that he created on his own, right. dribbling into a trap or a corner or picking up your dribble too early or – not giving a pass when you should, or not looking, or whatever it might be, right. it's just overthinking. Right. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta wait. You gotta see what happens with that. Also, Evan, uh, a little bit of history got made. We're gonna switch gears just a touch, but a little bit of history got made. Don't know if you know this or not, but over the weekend, Ben Van Summeren. Oh boy. Transfers to Michigan State. Mich- he was a linebacker. Like, why? Why is that such a big deal? Why is that historic? He started a few games. He moved around positions at his old team. He played a little fullback, a little tight end, a little linebacker. Wasn't a good fit with that team. The reason why it's historic: he transferred from the University of Michigan to Michigan State. Something that. Hasn't happened in modern day football. Now I was curious if that had happened. I couldn't remember one. I, I, I called John U. Bacon. He did some digging. Got back to me a day later and said, "My friend, let me tell you this. No, has not happened. Not in uh, not in modern times. No, having nothing." What about the reverse way from Michigan State to Michigan? It was Ed Warner, but yes, it was his okay. kid. And Ed Warner, no knock on Ed Warner, but his dad was more of an impact on Michigan than his son. His son is basically there to be there. And, and I sure, don't ever. And I'm sure now that dad is gone, Ed probably doesn't have a spot on that team either. And I don't ever blame a kid going to play with their father. No, that's. Once in yeah. a lifetime opportunity. He, basically, he was a third string player. You yeah. don't miss that. But ben Summerin started. Now, you got some Michigan people like, oh, well, he's got a bad attitude and he sucks. I talked to somebody. I'm like, look, you've always given it to me. A Michigan writer, Brandon Brown, you've always given it to me straight. What's the story on him? And this was before he committed. He was like, the kid was just in a bad situation. 
he didn't think that the coaches got the most out of the kid, and that's why he left. Now, the plus to that, he's got a brother, a top 200-player defensive tackle, Alex Van Summeren. Alex was one of the first commits to the 2022 class that Michigan had. He's now decommitted, and speculation is he's going to join his brother. So Mel Tucker, you know, they lost one on signing day. Rayshon Benny looks like he may be gaining two back, getting the Summer and Van Summeren brothers coming to Michigan State. Ben's already there. You got to wait to see if the younger brother's going to follow him, but it sounds like when Ben was going through that, Ben thought about going to Arizona to hook back up with um, Don Brown. Don Brown. And the younger brother was like, no, if you want to play with me, you're going to either pick between Michigan State or Indiana. So he chose Michigan State, which leads to think the younger brother will soon be on his way. A little bit of history happened. It's wild. I, mean, gotta, I can't wait for that game this year. To me, if, if Van Summeren, if Ben Van Summeren can be in the two deep at the linebacker spot, I think that's a win. Yeah. as you, Tucker is still going and getting transfers. I mean, I think he's ever been as good as Harvey is, right? a linebacker. I mean – you're not going to – I don't know if they have anybody to replace Antoine Simmons right now, but you need some linebackers in there. And with that defense, you know, you got to be able to cover. You got to be able to do a lot of different things. These aren't your, you know, your old-school D'Antonio-type linebackers who are just big and bulky. You got to have some quickness to you. You got to be able to move. You got to be able to cover some uh, uh, guys out the backfield or some tight ends and crossing routes and things like that, so. Just something to watch out for as Mel Tucker is now, I think, up to what is he like up to like twelve, twelve transfers so far with more to come. These, I mean, when this is all said and done, at the end of spring practice, I expect a broom to go through. I expect at least seven to eight more people off the team, and he's going to replace those with seven or eight new people coming in. Well, that portal's just loaded with people, so. Portal is now at 1,700 people. Yeah. And isn't and that more kids than there's actual spots? It is, which <laughs> it's just weird because it's like, well, it should technically be 1,700 spots. But, yeah. No, well, because kids are coming in and that's taking true. those spots. Okay, that, so that, what, that's, that's the only reason why it doesn't add up. But, you know, some kids are going to take that risk and some kids are going to benefit and others are going to be Connor Hayward trying to go back. Yeah. So who knows? It's going to be fun, but when I saw that he transferred, did they change that rule that about transferring within the conference? Oh, that rule got transferred. Yeah, Justin Bourne. Oh, that's right, when he went to Ohio State yeah, for Michigan. So, but, yeah, that rule's been gone for a while. You could transfer and play immediately now. So something to watch out for, you know, is Mel Tucker playing, you know, three-dimensional chess right now? Okay, you, you took one of my guys, so I came back and took two of yours. Okay, now, you know, we, we got to wait and see. It's going to be fun. To wait to see what happens. But uh, just want to throw that in there. Evan, what you got for me? Well, I've been eyeballing it since I saw you. So I got to ask, what's your favorite hat in your collection? Right now, you're wearing a gray hat with a green bill and the gruff Sparty. It's a sick hat. What's your favorite one? Because you've always got cool hats. My man. favorite hat, I, I think I've I learned my lesson. I've worn it so much that the color is faded. But it's my MAC hat that I have. Yeah, okay. I, I, I love that I hat. Known. You love that. You I, love I, the MAC. I love the MAC logo. I want them to. I'm going to petition for them to put that logo on the football uniform. You know what kills me about it? I think is the fact that I went to Chippewa Valley and we played in the Mac Red, mm-hmm. and so I can never unsee that when I see Michigan State wearing Mac so, 
Or I think about the MAC football. Mich- Michigan Agricultural College, in case any of you wonder what it stands for. Boo but you. <clears throat> I learned my lesson with this hat. Th- a quick story about this hat. I saw at Moneyball Tum Tum Naren wearing it. And I'm like, Tum, sick hat. Where'd you get that from? He's like, man, let's go to the uh, SBS bookstore. They, they're, they're, they're clearance. They're giving them away. I was like, are you kidding me? So I immediately left Moneyball and went there. The bookstore was closed. <laughs> but I had to be back up there. I think Moneyball was again like two days later. So I left early, went straight to the bookstore, and they were. They were on clearance for, man, I want to say these hats were like about either five or seven bucks. And I bought two. Yeah, I would have bought So three. I learned my lesson. I got one. That's in my closet in wrapper right now, never been worn, so that when this one goes bad, I still got a second one. Well, when you you find a good hat, you go to it, right? I, I learned have... my lesson because because that MAC hat was never produced again, and I have yet to see this hat ever again. There's been different variations. Oh yeah, but I like this one so well because you got the state script on the side as well. Yeah. It, it's, so great. You know, it's almost like Valenny when he was trying to find that straw hat that Tucker was wearing. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that thing's old. Yeah. I'm like, he had that probably from when he was coaching here because yeah. I tried to find it. And I'm like, dude, there's one online. And I think that thing came out when they first went to Nike. So that's, that is that is the thing that I've learned. When I see something I like, I'm going to buy two, especially with hats. Because once it goes bad, you're never going to find Done. it again. So, yeah, in my closet is the stunt double. Just waiting. <laughs> it's hermetically st- sealed off. So, yeah, th- this one, I've been rocking this one for years. And so, yeah, the other one, still untouched. It's, it's in a plastic bag. Yeah, I want to make sure it stays pristine. So when this goes bad and gets all tattered and ragged, you can be like, wow, that hat's still going. That's the hat number two. Nice. Love it. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap this up here. <laughs> we're going to see if the tournament magic continues for Michigan State next week. Evan, if we come back in here and we're still talking about Michigan State preparing for Michigan after defeating Ohio State and defeating Maryland, uh, now we're talking about chances are they're going to go to the tournament. That slim got a lot bigger. And if we next week at this time, I'm assuming Michigan will be Big Ten champions too. So I agree. We'll have to wait and see, see whatever happens on the football field as well. For Evan Jenkins, I'm Rico Beer. Thanks for listening to the Five Star Zone. Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases, where owning pays all your closing costs and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice escrow and title services. Call 833-858-80066 for terms and conditions. That's 8332-OWNING or owning.com. 8332-OWNING or owning.com. I'm John Meacham. Welcome to Fate of Fact, Season 1. 
This series is about how and why fact became a casualty of war in the United States. Please listen and follow Fate of Fact, a presentation of Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. Available now for free on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.